1: Hey, Brooke, this is a safe space, and I know <laughs> I can tell you anything. I just want you to know that last night I got drunk and bought my mom a bidet.
0: <laughs> Andrea, you're acting like that's out of character for you. you bought I your know. You bought your whole family squatty <laughs> potties, and you said I that did. on the
2: podcast.
1: You are I did. Very, I very- don't feel judged at all. I'm more excited that when I go to my mom's house, there'll be a bidet.
0: Who was the gift really for, Andrea? Be it honest. really is for her. Oh. It
1: really is for her because I who doesn't want the gift of a a clean butt? And the sh- people should just people should know this experience, bro. So,
0: okay. We re- we have so much homework to do, just period outside of making this podcast happen once a week, <laughs> um, but I will go ahead and just say that my handheld tushy T U S H Y. It's good for camping, traveling, whatever. We because I bidets were out of stock at the beginning of the pandemic. Do you remember? Yes. They were they were all on back order because everyone was like, "All oh, the toilet paper's gone. I think I'll finally try a bidet. And but the cute little handheld ones, uh, which sound crazy, but I promise there's science to it and it's not a dirty thing. But uh Life's have been changed over here at the Van Poplin-Parkinson household. I'm so
1: glad. It was between the handheld and then the, the hand crank, right? That's <laughs> all they had left it. Stuck. And like an actual old-timey
0: pump from a well. You just you just have to shit into a well.
1: It made a squeaky, rusty noise. Yeah,
0: you just have to sit with your ass hanging off the side of a well. But guys,
1: and why to tush- why is she not our sponsor yet, I don't. Uh, it's well, beyond I'm me. saying
0: like I want to reach out to them cuz you know like dude, I like servers on the go who gotta like make that bathroom trip count you know and
1: um <laughs> can you imagine having like your handheld tissue like stuffed into your apron it's just like there's just like a bulge you're like yeah that's for when i clean my asshole off when i shit guys, no bags like <laughs>
0: squeaky clean over here though you know ah! also pro tip do not get it mixed up with your regular water bottle um
2: that's <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. You guys, welcome to Sidewalk Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your
0: host, Brooke Van Poplin. Um, we are like, we just Freaky Friday'd our hair situation.
1: We totally did. I have I got me some really fun tape in extensions. They look so good. I, I really yeah. It's like this is who I'm supposed to be. This your hair was
0: always that thick. I've seen younger Andrea with like the
1: younger Andrea hair is fucking amazing. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Getting old is real. Estrogen and hormone yeah. and shit like that. But
0: I took my extensions out and my hair is like Finally back Because a lot of you Maybe I'll post it on the Patreon And nowhere else I'll post the photo Of something that happened to my hair Three years ago (laughs) It was a betrayal Um, I don't know how else to put it But basically I was still on TV And this haircut was so Egregious and problematic That like the network paid To have hair glued to my head Um, So (laughs)
1: So it has been a long journey. I can't believe it's been three years. That's well, nuts. but it does. It really does feel that long, though. It, if you, if it's we're crazy. Like, yeah. It's a three-year
0: journey of having to kind of regularly put extensions in to fill out where my hair used to be. Um, and then you know what? My big mistake was definitely a year and a half ago. Um, even though I had grown a bunch of it back I got all like I was like I want a lob I want like a choppy and I like grew like I had grown a lot of hair back and then fucking chopped it and then hated the haircut so much you know you remember, and then I went back and got extensions again because I was like
1: I don't like this Right, right, right. Well, it's good to know that if you you don't like it, you can just glue things back onto your head, or tape
0: them, clamp them, sew them, (laughs) live your best hair life. Do what you gotta do? Okay, yeah. I I mean, Uh, I'm obsessed with lace front wigs, but we can save that for a different.
1: Oh yes, a different Um, day. For those of you who aren't um, able to see us because this is a podcast, I want you to know that Brooke and I are have gone back in time a little bit with our wardrobe yes. this afternoon. Um, Brooke, <laughs> Brooke playing the part of uh, going to her mall job at Carousel, I yes. was, or, or after after, um, or, very or. acid wash, very puppy sleepy yeah.
0: situation. Or I'm like the fun girl <laughs> at the bead kiosk.
1: Yeah. Just beat it. Just beat um, it. <laughs> trademarking that name right now. It's, um, it's and I am there, playing yes. the part of uh, 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 legendary film director Steven Spielberg you, today. Yep. Your 1980s
0: <laughs> film director. That is your
1: vibe. Uh, just big glasses and hat. Um, shaggy hair. Uh, yeah. I I I I love it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I love hard. It. Um. Well, guys, like always, please
0: uh, continue to support any yes. and all of our additional podcasts on the One Star Podcast Network. This week is actually the week that the Modern Waiter podcast dropped our uh, combo episode where we basically <laughs> did, what we did like a brackets you know um countdown to the or not a countdown like we basically debated and with bracket yeah. style elimination yeah have determined the eight best all-time candy uh that a person can consume and it was a really hilarious Conversation with them.
1: It's super fun. It's a great little one-off. And I it was like a really fun bonding moment well, as
0: well. I, they're so great. We'll we'll do more stuff with them in general. Um, but please yeah. go check them out in general. And also this uh latest episode they have, which you can check out, is uh yeah, Modern Waiter Podcast. Listen to us argue very passionately about candy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe. Like word of mouth, guys. Tell your friends about us. Are you back out there in the work world? Do you have new coworkers? Fuck, like what's going on? If you love us, share. We 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 ask that of you.
0: We do ask that of <laughs> you. Um, and so guys, slightly different format today because, as Andrea put it, we feel like the entire episode once we get into it is just going to be. All the headlines we are all seeing and experiencing right now.
1: Yes. Yeah. So let's get started. People go back to work. (laughs) <laughs> well, we're going to tell you why. <laughs> ah, we like save that soundbite. We're going to put it at the end of every episode for the next five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh. get any workers. Yeah, because you're a monster, you know? I I? Well, before we get into like the full headline topic of that is the show, let's dip into some server. Submitted. Stories. Stories.
0: All right, hello, ladies. Huge fan, and have been listening from your start. One of my servers was on—I think one of the first episodes. He means when we started reading server-submitted stories. Her name was Gabby, Uh, and he said I died laughing. I died laughing listening to you tell her story. It was something about a shitty owner, which I don't think is this guy because he's a manager. Okay, okay, but he clearly—they all work together. So that's amazing. Man, I wonder, have any of you heard one of your coworkers rat out your place of employment on Sidework Podcast? Please let us know. That is really, really funny to me. Okay, so he goes on. I've been meaning to email you a couple of my greatest hits. First off, I have held many roles in the biz from, um, I'm guessing, maybe executive or expo. He just wrote ex. Do you know uh-huh. what that means?
1: I'd say executive
0: or expo chef. Yeah. Okay, sure. Expo chef um, to general manager. Mad props to everyone making sure that the Karens can still go out and find something to complain about. <laughs> I've got one story that sticks in my mind the most. I was working at a swanky cocktail bar and bartending that evening. I had a gentleman come in speaking broken English, but I knew what he wanted to drink. So across the bar, another illusion of a man, as he called him, um, started yelling from across the bar at him to speak English. Oh, Lord. So, I know. Side note, I am a 220-pound, heavily tattooed combat Marine veteran. I love this.
1: I can (laughs) picture it. I
0: walk up to this sad excuse for a person and tell him that the man is speaking broken English because he speaks a second language, obviously something you know nothing about. I then take his 24-year scotch and pour it down the drain and told him I was not serving him anymore. Wow. His friends were so embarrassed they paid the tab and left a C-note for a tip. I used some of that hundo to buy the harassed man some beers. Love mm-hmm. the podcast, ladies. Even though I've been out of the biz for a couple of years, I still keep up and always relate to your stories. Keep up the great work, Keith.
1: Fuck yes, Keith. I think um, that's. It's like uh-huh.
0: that's when using your masculinity and size to your advantage is the right situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Instead of just mm-hmm. being like a doofusy bro who's like, "You coming at me, bro, bro, bro?" It's like he used his size and his intimidating stature to stick up for someone who was being harassed it was that's that's the way to do it
1: I feel like and I do feel like we're the only country at least where I I mean we're just like speak English man like what are you doing it's like our projection onto other people who English is their second language because, like, we don't, it's not encouraged to learn other languages in this country. No. So I feel like it's our, it maybe it's a, like a subconscious projection of our stupidity. Of <laughs> course it say is. That.
0: It's, it's <laughs> like, speak English, learn English, dummy. And they're like, okay, I'm currently mastering five others. I will let you know yeah. when I get there.
1: Oh boy oh boy oh boy Jesus Way Christ. to go Keith. yeah, But, but excellent
0: it. we love it We love it when People know that they can handle a situation With a customer obviously We're not all so lucky to be A big ass 220 pound Army vet but there are some little Spitfire ladies who get away with it too And people are like whoa our bad We're gonna leave and tip you I mean we've heard those stories as well But um,
1: yeah yeah yeah. Remember it sucks. Remember it sucks everyone. You are, you are feared.
0: You are feared. It's time to remember customers that they should be scared of us. Anyways.
1: <laughs> I'm scared. Let's dive into the next story. Um, ah, it starts out. Ah <laughs> Just listened to the new epi, a short one for episode, and I thought that would be fun to type, and totally, of course, loved it. There's so many important conversations surrounding the industry, and thank you for sharing my story and commiserating with me. I understand the traditional practice of a server is to just lay low and do the job, uh, but I'm in the business of trying to make that job more enjoyable, more sustainable, and all-around better, Not literally. I'm just a server. (laughs) My background's in theater. Shocker, right? Uh, And I was working at a local theater fresh out of college, graduated in the spring of 2019 when the panorama hit and then went back to serving. uh, And both of these fields need massive overhauls in diversity, pay and overall respect across employees, no matter their ranking, just to name a few. Thank you, folks, for all you do. I'll get uh, I'll get working on some more stories if you want. Uh, and, but I don't want to bombard you. Please bombard us. May the side work, love and protect us this Mother's Day weekend, Christina. This is a reply. Uh, this is Christina replying to her amazing story that she sent about getting water tossed in her face and then getting a bad review about bottomless mimosas yeah yeah (laughs) you
0: know and it's just right you know she's like i was trying to move into a field that was maybe more affiliated with what she views to be her long-term career um Mm -hmm. granted she had been based in service industry prior to this and yeah what a shocker to be going back into the service industry right when a pandemic hits and yeah. it's your means of making money because, like, she was working at a theater. Boom, that's close. Right. So what are you supposed yeah. to do? And, of course, many of us did look to restaurant work and still, well, we're going to get so into this. But how shocking to, yeah, go back into it
2: in oh, the midst of it's, it's chaos. Oh, the timing is
1: insane. Also, I'm not just as someone who was a theater major. When they were done, they went right back to waiting tables. <laughs> Like Are you kidding me? That is just regular <laughs> I Listen. mean obviously we know that it's the job When you need a job And yeah we talk about it
0: Obviously that's why we do this show We love it This is going to come up again in a little bit When we're talking about some kind of crazy incentives That are going around right now To try and get people to come work at restaurants So anyways put a pin in that oh! All right one more, because we're because we're doing what we want today. Another little server mm-hmm. submitted story. <laughs> okay, I've restrained from sending any stories lately. Stop restraining. Okay, send them. The state of the world and the roaming pack of Karens that have only grown grown stronger have caused me <laughs> to recall every bad catering memory.
1: Ah, <laughs> send them our way. I like to say roaming. That's just like Karens are like roaming like packs of wolves like through the streets mm-hmm.
0: like. <laughs> they're they're looking for a manager. Um so, still working in the warehouse, but also realizing I used to work twice as hard for around $3 an hour less. Ugh, that's catering. Okay. So, even so, realizing now how short-changed I've been much of my life has made me a cranky asshole. And hell, warehouses don't even have the excuse of low margins. Oh god. Anyway, the old catering company called me back asking if I wanted to fill in on some shifts. Probably saying yes to some side work because why not? Everyone needs money right now. It might temper my, my nostalgia, in addition to reinforcing my networking. Also, been mm-hmm. roasting coffee at home in hopes to one day land <gasps> a position in that. Oh, that's cool. So thanks, Hell Bi- yes. yeah. Thanks, Biden Bucks for supplying me with money for a small roaster. Ooh. That- uh, oh
1: yes. Should we get into roasting our own beans, Andrea? We should. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that really roasts Any- my beans. Is that I'm going to start saying when something <laughs> annoys me? <laughs> anyway, I anyway. figure I I chime
0: in my two cents about these cases up front. God, I hate them. Working the coffee shops and touristy places, the real money is made overcharging people for bottles of water. Of course, when you're desperate. And everyone's like, that's $5 for a bottle of Mm -hmm. Prior to the pandemic, bubblers were all around, so I'm not sure why people bitched while buying their Dasani. I'll whip up five of a drink topped with whipped cream and decorations for an impatient family, but I hate having a ridiculous line and having to somehow stock a cooler. The spaces in those cases can be small, and my Rosetta-making barista hands suddenly go clumsy, knocking over bottles and snacks. It's a disastrous domino effect. Those sounds of toppling plastic still haunt me. In any case, sorry for the prattling. I actually cut down this message by quite a bit. I'll perhaps tell tales (laughs) of the rich jerks I've met while catering. But until then, it's happy thoughts while I reunite my scattered server items. I love the podcast and thanks for the help and insight on the ground zero I'll be jumping back into. Paul.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, of course, send us everything. That is h- hilarious. Like, I feel what people Paul are is talking ex- about so hard. Yes. I mean, I feel like I'm hearing that
0: in these emails is the anxiety of going back into these situations on many levels. Um, people have had time to take a break and think about how hard they've worked for so yep. little money, for catching yep. so much shit. And because we've actually been comfortable and maybe had enough unemployment to get by while making some sacrifices, we're like, I'll take this over being berated and hounded mm-hmm. for less than a livable wage. And people are yep. like,
1: I don't, I don't want it. Don't want it. I mean, and what's a server submitted story to kick off exactly what we are talking about today, which is all over the news fucking everywhere, this like massive, right? I would say massive, the way that it's being portrayed in the media, uh, lack of workers specifically in the service industry.
0: Yes. And real quick, we could do that intro again if you want. Let's wrap up. Uh, Guys, if you have server submitted stories, we want to hear how your Mother's Day brunch went Anything else that's been going on? Are you afraid to go back to serving? Are you enjoying this break until your unemployment ends? We want to hear from you. Hit us up, sideworkpod at gmail.com.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
0: email is basically the perfect topic to feed into what we're discussing today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all over the fucking news. It I mean, it's everywhere right now. We can't not talk about the fact that across the country, like people seem to be freaking out or at least that's what the headlines say because there is a shortage of employees specifically in the service industry sector. Yeah. I'm gonna call it a sect. I'm gonna call it a sector from now. Well, on. you know, I mean, when you listen to
0: NPR shows like Marketplace, they talk about the mm. jobs sector. So I sector. feel like that was
1: very <laughs> N- I NPR feel- of you. I- Thank you very much Brooke. You're I mean uh okay, so vaccines are out there, right? And things are definitely reopening. It's more normal, it's more safe. The news came through that Los Angeles, I think California in general is supposed to have herd immunity by the end of July. Fuck yes, dude. Like things are happening. We're in yellow tier here. Shit is bars are open, you can be inside, but it's like At the same time, there's a there's so many other factors happening. Right. Right. And, you
0: know, we're celebrating from the perspective of just being a citizen who's been cooped up, you know, for 14 months. Like the excitement is real. You know, us being able to have a meal or just go have drink in a bar and sit outside and and we're just like wow this is really good you
1: know and obviously on our side it's one thing but the other side when you're fucking working it it's a whole different scene um, it's a whole different feel
0: i will fucking tell you what everywhere i've been is like whether it's to make up for lost wages or they can't get enough people to cover shifts everywhere i've been lately is absolutely understaffed Mm
1: -hmm. it's
0: been Mm one bartender for like a slamming Monday night crowd. If we've gone out and it's just like, Ooh, damn. Like maybe they didn't notice that it was going to be so busy or maybe this just is what it is where everyone's got their night and they don't have any extra hands because people don't want it.
1: Um, you know, we've talked about tipping specifically on this show with Quaylen, Um, but we, and we leaned into the minimum wage, but we've never really, like broken it down you know we've talked about like the federal um you know across the board 213 an hour has not changed since 1991 that's the federal like actual standard states themselves have raised it here and there but it's like it's it's the state's job to do it right um you know so if we really break it down (laughs) And you look at these charts, which I have here, the majority of them are still paying two thirteen dollars an hour. You know, maybe you can get, like, $6 an hour. Like, maybe you can get more. In California, it has the highest. It's $14 an hour. And that is also the, um, the minimum wage standard here across the board. Like, so you get minimum wage if you're a server here. Um, but it's totally fucking crazy to be like, oh cool, like half the people are coming into this restaurant. We talk about this all the time. I get paid two thirteen an hour. I have half the tables. I I I'm making half the money. How the why the fuck would I return to something like that when I have to work maybe twice as hard and I did that than I did before. Right. I, 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 and uh, well, I, I think
0: what we're seeing, and I will use this, is like we're literally reaching a tipping point where we need to say goodbye to this version of life that we've just sort of convinced ourselves is fair, egalitarian. And it's a tipping point of realizing like, yeah, people can always tip on top of the government mandated livable wage that everyone Mm -hmm. who works in a restaurant or -hmm. any sort of food service sector will be earning at least $15 an hour. And whether tipping sticks around in the long run. The point is everyone should be able to have some semblance of, I put in this many hours of work and I know that I will receive this much and I can make a budget and I can fucking imagine a future for myself.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because I think that is really what people have had an opportunity to do being furloughed, let go from their jobs where they worked their ass off prior. And if they're, you know lucky enough Or I won't say lucky But if they qualify right. For um, Unemployment insurance Like Or even not Just to have a minute To sit and be And be like I worked so fucking hard For like nothing Right Like For years I've been doing this You know And we're talking Yes A lot about the server Minimum wage But like Let's talk about regular Hourly Minimum wage Right That is Seven twenty-five, right. seven dollars and twenty-five cents, being the lowest in many states. The highest being District of Columbia, two two fifteen bucks an hour. They're already there. Okay, so uh, and this is this is not this is like bussers. This is our dishwashers. This is in some cases like our land cooks. Our fucking sisters in retail. You know the people that we talk about. Our hosts. You know the people that we're talking about all the time. So like, let's do the fucking math, right? So yeah. if you were Getting your unemployment benefits with your bonus, like the big number is what six hundred a week? Yeah, that's what everybody. Right, right. sure, cool. Seven twenty-five times forty is two hundred and ninety dollars a week. I'm gonna cry. I want to cry. I think about, uh, and this is a realization for me where I just there's just things I don't think about like that. You know, as a server, I was just like. This person's here all the time and they're making what I walk out with in a a night, maybe, you know,
0: it's really I think it's really important, even in the service end of it. If you're like I made, you know, like I was just like fucking banking this week, you know, people were throwing money at me. I get it. I get it. It's a wonderful bonus to the job, although I do think we all forget it often works out in the wash. Um, because then you'll have all those fucking slow weeks and nights and, you know, you may think you're a baller with money, but it's like when you really average out your year, you probably pulled in like 35 grand, something like that, you know? Yeah. And I was doing the math too at like even, so even $15 an hour for everybody, if you work full time, that is still only 28 grand a year. And Uh so people have been making so much less than that in a calendar year and i think sometimes we lose total sight of that because we li- we live What's the term like like hand to mouth is that, you know, or like paycheck to paycheck Paycheck when you're younger, when you're a certain age and you're like, I'm just going to rent forever or have a room or as long as I've got bus fare or can get on the subway and go have drinks with my friends. Yeah, that money can sustain you. But the minute you want to step outside that way of living or. If an emergency happens, you've got nothing. You're fucked. You know, yeah. and I've, I've and been... I would
1: even say with servers shift to shift, right? That's when you live shift to shift. Yes. Like, oh, fuck. If, can I work this double? Can I cover this? Like, I have to make rent. Like, can I please? Ha-? You know, th- these things are these are real conversations that happen all the fucking time.
0: Or even the fact that some of the attitudes as well is like you're not doing that hot, honey. If like your meal of the day is your staff meal. Because you don't have money right. and vice versa. And I, I'm not like, this is not to shame anyone. It's a very like, this is not good and normal. And it is time no. for change, you know? We've all and, done and it. And
1: isn't that what we're seeing now? You know, yes. we're seeing people who don't want to return to these jobs. It's obviously not good for your fucking health, for your soul. Like people are seeing with their fucking eyes that like, you, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, you know, I mean, $15 an hour is twice as much. And it's like you said, again, that's only it's $600 a week. You know, it's not like it's $30,000 a year is still like not a fucking insane amount of money. But for some people, can you imagine? Right. Like making twice as much like having the stability of that. And especially as a server, just having like something in your life that's like a guarantee. Right.
0: You know, and you know, and again, I understand. Like when we crunch the numbers, that makes us shudder and shake because we live in California. The cost of living yes. is very, yes. very expensive here. Um, and I want to clarify that, like, we don't mean to sound bougie. Like thirty grand, like if you were making half of that work in a year because you're a boss and you just make it work. When you have that breathing room of twice that amount and depending where you live that might be a very comfy middle class life so i didn't i'm just saying like the fear of getting by and but the truth is people do make much less than that or at that rate and california is just untenable like i don't know how they fucking do it
1: i know i was even like thinking about it too. And I was like, well, it's 15 across the board and that's incredible for everybody. I was like, but does that mean that like California would then have to raise because it's so fucking expensive to live here? You know, these are things that were going through my head I know, and we'll get to it when we'll get to of it. Of course. But I'm, I'm going to fucking talk about how in all these articles coming out that like, um, especially I feel like a lot of like Republicans are, um, calling These folks lazy who don't want to come back
0: to work. It's insane. Well, because this is what everyone's. I'll post. I'm figuring out a way to post this video by this comedian, Brent Trufune. He's been so funny this entire year. I think I sent it to you guys, you know, yesterday. But it's like we're lazy. But a year ago, we were heroes and frontline workers because you needed carry out. Yes. Which is it? tom (laughs) which is it mcconnell i don't know which tom there's kevin mccarthy i'm just thinking of all the fucking two-faced shitbags but um yeah man it's like the the gop just america in general i won't even pin it fully on the gop right they don't like they don't like that we're waking up that we're fucking, yep. we can smell the coffee. Wake up and smell it, baby. We yeah. don't want yeah. this. We deserve more. And to empower your entire lower class, which by the way is the majority of America, the numbers just came out that 49 billionaires combined wealth in the country equal the rest of what we all have. Did that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, their earnings. Yeah, we're even. Their earnings are equal to the rest of the population of everyone in this country. That is fucking
1: crazy. Like the lower class. So, talking about like why people aren't returning to work, right? Let's, like, let's and this is it. Like we just were talking about it. Like they don't know how much they'll be making. Like they're they don't know what their future holds. They're scared about getting COVID and uh, unsafe working conditions. Obviously. Well, right. And like all of that. And like we said before, too, it's like if
0: you know that there's this government money that's coming every week, that's called planning and budgeting because you have a guarantee. And I think a lot of people maybe learned some life skills that previously weren't there while they were just sort of like waiting for the next shift and either blew half their tips or maybe put some away. But everyone who's maybe been bad at that was just on some unemployment and was like, okay, I can make this
1: work. Yeah, I can make a bu- I can I can budget. I mean, and especially when you're forced, your hand is forced so hard that you don't you're so fucking scared that like everything's literally falling apart around you. Right. And all of us felt we were all forced to budget, in my opinion. Absolutely. You know, or or people are getting they got fired. They got furloughed. They found another mm-hmm. job. I mean, it's, you know, not the shiniest place to work for a lot of like, you know, morale reasons. But Amazon warehouses pay $17 an hour, dude. You know, yeah. like. People pivot and that's what being the resiliency of like the service industry. We talk about all the fucking time is you just have to, you know, figure it out. We should play a fucking drinking game with side work on how many times we've used the word pivot in the past year. Oh, my God. But that is another thing. Also, like people have moved away from big cities. Yeah. Like they're just they're They're like, yeah, I can't afford to live here anymore. I don't have a job obviously i'm gonna like move away and be with my family and they're just not there and, and i would also say like a lot of people not wanting to return to work right now is um they have their fucking parents dude and like they can't there's no child care schools still aren't open in yeah. a big way like what the you can't just like leave your kid like at to be schooled on a computer all day and go work like a lot of parents are like no 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 not for me I would much rather be here and make sure they're fine and then the quality of life for people is just like so much better like well I think sometimes too when you when
0: you sort of like unpack it like when you really are in the crazy lifestyle and you've had months to decompress
2: Mm -hmm. you probably
0: are saving money because it's like God, like think like think about it when you're all strung out waiting tables and like how much are you spending on Red Bulls and cigarettes to get through your shift? How, you know, like and then because you're really hung over the next day, you got to get carry out so that you can get get Uh yourself right and then go to work. And I mean, I'm being definitely obnoxious, but it is a lifestyle where you are just trying so hard to get through it that you'll throw money at anything to kind of like make yourself temporarily feel better.
1: Absolutely. And now, like, people have been home for months and they're like, oh, now I exercise every day and like I read and like I cook be- beautiful meals. And like I see, like, how again, how hard I used to work. And like now I, 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 my priorities have changed in what I want in my life. I think is what, you know,
0: or what it is what else have we seen? Shout out to some of our listeners and friends here on the podcast who also were like, I've got the time, space, and energy to get sober. Yeah you know, That's and very true. let's be honest, our, 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 gal, Jay Hughes, you know, who was one of our original co-hosts, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, she stopped drinking just for health reasons and just, just for a change of pace. But she's like, you know, she had a rough financial year, 2019, like I did as well. But she's like, let's be honest. If I was drinking, I would not have been able to get through the year.
1: It costs yeah. so
0: much to be a booze bag.
1: It really <laughs> Really does. <laughs> it really costs uh, a lot. And is, yeah, and especially when you're like alone and you're not like thrust into the like we go out for drinks every night after right, work. This right. is what we do. This is who we are. We all enable each other to be fucking wastoids right. Like,
0: you know. And then you threw away half your earnings. I mean, it's the right. most fun. It's the most fun. Don't it get really me wrong. Is. But no, it's I, great. I really do often think like, had I just held on to the money I made. Like an adult And took it to the mm-hmm. bank I would have
1: not been In so many of the situations I got myself into Um, And may, we, and this has like Maybe forced the hand on that Even people mm-hmm. who have been Working in the service industry The entire time And like busting their fucking balls Like who Imagine like how much more money They're saving And like their diff- Their look, outlook on their financial Like plan And who they are now You know Absolutely That's a lot I, I kind of wanted
0: to touch You know because like we're definitely at a crossroads where it's there are two things happening at the same time where, yep, we are not going to go back until we know that our benefits are running out. Or we mm-hmm. definitely know that more people maybe in our state or city are vaccinated Um, and you're vaccinated. However, it works out because every state is rolling out at a different pace, you know. Yes. But. I think what we ultimately also then need to within our own system is like, yes, we we will go back to work, but there will be terms. And mm-hmm. I think what's so messed up when we look at the practice of being a tipped earner is like, we've talked about it, instead of paying the livable wages, it, it's, they put it on the employees of the restaurant to pay each other when you tip. Back of house because they're pissed, like you said, they make $7 an hour and come mm-hmm. in for their shift at 10 in the morning and go don't go mm-hmm. home till midnight. And so, like, this system, when you break it down, the onus is on all of the tipped workers to fucking pay one another and still there's workplace dysfunction and resentment and a tear between everyone. What if everyone at your restaurant was making a base, like, a base pay? Of twice what they were earning, 15, you were maybe making a little more, or or you were all making the same. And the understanding is yes, I, I'm I'm gonna still get gratuity, but your paychecks all come home the same.
1: Yeah. And in order to achieve this, yes, costs are going to go up on food items. Let it. That's just what has to happen. Like, it's totally fine by me. You know, I was thinking about things and, again, how how there's things that can never go back. And here we are. We're here now. Like, things can't be unseen. Um. McDonald's, right? Like, what are they? They advertise like a billion people served. I'm just like, so if you charged a billion people an extra 10 cents, that solves all your fucking problems, in my opinion. But their thing right now to entice people in, they're just like, in Florida, they're just like, they're giving a $50, uh, like, basically sign like, application bonus. Just people who show up to your interview, they, like, give them $50. Like, that's the kind of, like, desperation that McDonald's is doing. But I'm like why can't you just pay everybody $15 an hour instead? It's like mind boggling to me because of that in a second gratification. It's it's instant gratification, which is like this. It's so fucking American. Well, it sucks because
0: okay. And we have to put our foot down because we do act like these little groveling, you know, People who want that quick hit because we've and that's also what corporations and rich people think of us is that we're just a bunch of fucking gamblers who don't have life skills and will like literally come running for that 50 bucks um, because, you know, again, Simon Gibson, who's been on the show, he's like six hundred dollars is what rich people think poor people think is a ton of money right you know and so it is this like i get it of course like i would just go for me i'm gonna go fill out an application just to take 50 dollars from mcdonald's um you know and nothing else because it's just it's really (laughs) condescending Uh,
1: you have to show up to the interview i will um
0: no but so and i I just wanted to make two other really quick before we get into all these bizarre incentives yes but Again, just to push back on this system we've been dealing with is like, so then like you've got the restaurants who are like, well, maybe it'll be more equitable if we do a tip pool. Again, all the onus is on the workers to fucking figure Mm -hmm. out how to do this. It pits you against each other because then there's Mm -hmm. infighting where you're like, you didn't pull your weight. I do everything. That is unfair that you get the same as I do. And it's like, it's this whole distraction Like of like here, throw change into the onto the floor and let them grovel amongst each other, instead of looking at bigger structures that we need to push back against and say no, we want change, not actually not the change I'm talking about where they throw quarters at us, but you
1: know, actual.
0: As Elizabeth Warren would say, big structural change. (laughs) But so yeah, that gets into all of these very. Oddball incentives, places are throwing out. Um, so this is this is a big one. Uh, yeah. So you saw, you wrote down. So like at Chipotle, right? Mm-hmm. They're now offering free college tuition. Um, mm-hmm. and basically you have to stay on past four months. Ah, uh, maybe some other restaurants are dangling a two thousand dollars signing bonus just to entice you. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, really nice temporary, you know, little hit of money that might put you in a sweet spot for a little bit. But $2,000 is not going to change someone's life forever. You know, right. Especially if right. it just goes Absolutely. back to how it was, you know, these yeah. temporary yeah. fixes. There's also a restaurant owner in Prescott, Arizona. Yeah. Which we looked at a video of him, too. He's got five going on six restaurants and cannot get workers back in to serve, work back of house. And so, in, OK, let's reiterate, he's got six restaurants. OK, okay? he's going to offer to pay for some college tuition did you just hear the two of us earlier where it's like no 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 most people already went to college and because there are no good jobs in America we come to the restaurant like this little sort of like virtue signaling like come I'll get you through college a bunch of people who wait tables have an associates or some credits under their belt or they don't want the higher it's like pay me a living wage right i don't want college tuition right So some of you may be great but that's assuming you're 15 well, years old like working toward maybe going to college which is yeah. great but the reality is adults inhabit all these jobs
1: it's true i mean i don't hate this idea of like helping to pay i don't for hate college. it
0: it's just it just goes to show that they don't know us. It's
1: true. I'm 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 gonna bounce and, and to this other article that yeah. Chipotle, going back to Chipotle, yeah. they just committed to a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. So if you're working a job that's fifteen dollars an hour, which is, you know, amazing, and they're helping pay for college, like we're going then we're getting somewhere. Then we're fucking getting places, you know. I
0: like that deal. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like a Starbucks level of quality of life. That's why people Yeah
1: stick it out <laughs> stick it out at that smell like job. spoiled milk so they can get through college i mean this is this is what i'm talking about but also at the end of the day it doesn't mcdonald's own chipotle i'm like <laughs> i know <laughs> like,
0: it, it, it's just like it's like do your research these are multi-billion dollar companies who all own each other even like we were talking you know brian looked up the fact that like Bruger's is owned by the same conglomerate that owns like caribou Mm -hmm. and Noah's. And it was like eight and all all of Panera and all this other shit. And it's like, these are the richest motherfuckers on the place of the earth on the face of the earth. They could increase prices on products by 10 cents Mm -hmm. each item and Mm -hmm. pay all of their workers. $15 $15 Absolutely. an hour at least. Easily. And then also
1: remember that it's a state mandate, like across the board. So, someone who works at a Brugger's in California is making a much different wage than someone who's working at a Brugger's in like South Carolina. That's you know, they're ma- mm-hmm. Yep. And um, that's corporation following like state suit instead of like, you know, Biden pushing this like across the board $15 an hour minimum wage, which makes a whole lot of fucking sense to me. So
0: <laughs> it, ugh, it's just it's draining yeah and you know i think too like it's been a long week of me screaming either at the radio or the tv or yeah. headlines because i think it all started last last thursday basically where it's like new report out workers don't want to come back <laughs> and and especially in the restaurant industry which we're harping on but then there was this kcrw segment of a local dude Who's like, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. I, I've i been racking my brain how to get workers back, blah, 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 all this shit. He's like, I mean, and then, you know, and then the host of the show is like, and you own 10 bars. Yes. And it's like, hey, buddy, I have an idea. I guarantee two of the 10 are fucking duds. How about you liquidate <laughs> two of your 10 bars And pay employees a goddamn livable wage. You own 10 bars and you can't figure out why people don't want to come back.
1: Right. And if that's KCRW, was it a local like It was press
0: play. I went on a tweet storm tweeting at Madeline Brand where I'm like, you need to talk to people on the other
1: end, not just someone who owns 10 10 bars. Yeah. I mean, look. I don't get it. I can't figure out how to make things better. (laughs) This Washington Post article um, out of Miami that, you know, I I read Michael Beltran, who is a chef in um, and owns a, a bunch of restaurants in and around the Miami area who also can't staff like but he also fucking gets it you know so there are articles coming out that are basically like look like we can't staff and it's crazy and they're they're also trying to make up for lost time and moving forward with the plans they had pre pandemic to like open new restaurants which I get is a dream that they have a small these small restaurant groups but you know a lot of these restaurant groups are also the smaller ones and we read the one about the Virginia restaurant group last week that are stepping it up and being like no this we're paying a livable wage, you know. So it is kind of like more across the board that like, I don't know. It's it's crazy that people are just like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> Thank you, though. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> um so here's what's fucking happening. Uh now. This I so know what you're this, about to talk. This is yeah. fucking not so. Okay. So there's a handful of governors in states like GOP governors who are taking away benefits early to basically force people to go and return to work. Um, Fuck. So basically what's happening is like I believe September is when the three hundred dollars extra a week is supposed to end. These governors are like, no, we're not going to take it. And none of our none of the people that live in our state are going to get it either. And that's just that. And people like have to go back to work. Boom.
0: Get your, get your ass back into the kitchen, bitch. You know, is what that yeah. feels like. Yeah. I, these people are monsters. They mm-hmm. have been monsters this entire fucking pandemic. And during this entire situation where they've denied the existence, they opened back up when it wasn't safe to do it at all. And now that people are in a cushy place with a new president who is actually managing and handling this pandemic correctly, even though it's so he was handed a dumpster fire of a, you know, I mean, it's just. And again, like these GOP senators are also doing this to stick to a president they don't like because they don't care what's actually happening in your life.
1: Uh, I mean yeah, look, uh, uh, it's it's a lot to just to 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 I take know. to take that away. But so this is just Montana's so evil. governor it's was the so first evil. one to announce it. So in Montana um, he said that he'll end the participation in federal COVID unemployment. Montana is open for business, and but I hear from too many employees throughout the state that they can't find workers. There's a labor shortage. Um, so he's, again, taking away the $300. Uh, June 27th is when that's happening. But he's also announced this program called a Montana Return to Work bonus initiative so if you basically opt in prior to the deadline when he's going to take it away you get a $1,200 payment to accept a job I'm just like but how is that different like mm. then like how is that different? <laughs> it's basically well. the same amount of money and like I people are going to go back when they go back South Carolina though oh fuck there they came out like days later Henry McMaster is the governor there He was like, no bonus for you. I'm just opting out as well. But he said that (laughs) in many instances, these payments are greater than the workers' previous paychecks. Yeah, no shit. And then he said, uh, uh, describing the cash and the money they're getting, that this is dangerous federal entitlement is what came out of his mouth. Which floors me.
0: I'm just like wait. it floors me. Well, I'm just I'm just glad he didn't say welfare queen because North. let's be honest too, South Carolina is a very historically populous black you know state, and uh, there is a lot of racism that is tied up into a word like welfare queen, and mm-hmm. that's what he's essentially calling all of us right now during oh, yeah. the pandemic.
1: Absolutely, Montana is uh. Minimum wage higher than South Carolina. South Carolina is that bare minimum, 213, 725. Um, also, all these states with these GOP governors that are, like, pulling this. I think Arkansas joined uh, the parade as well. These are states that are only, like, 30% of the population are vaccinated at the same time.
0: Right. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, are you going to get to the real kicker of the story? Mm -hmm. Is that they're they're nowhere near herd immunity. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Get back in there. You still haven't had access to a vaccination. We want to go 100 percent full capacity. Mm -hmm. And there are wild fucking variants now that are even more dangerous circulating. So, again, fuck you.
1: Again, can't go back eyes open here's a really interesting thing Brooke that I thought about the other day so airplanes right now have these like amazing air filtration systems on them yeah. do you remember how disgustingly sick you would get flying on airplanes prior to all of this when those oh, yeah. didn't exist I'm just like why haven't they always existed on airplanes and they better fucking they have to continue now I just it's just kind of like We were all just being fucking, like, duped forever, you know? But also,
0: like, right, well, if, okay, so to your point, and I think maybe you also mean this, too, like, if why didn't that exist beforehand? Or if it did exist as just a state-of-the-art situation recognizing how it's flu season, right? That used to be the scariest thing. You were like, oh, God, I'm going home over the holidays and it's flu season on a plane. Mm Mm-hmm but like they didn't care enough then and then a pandemic hit yeah and they still didn't do anything about it and it's like if we had that in place think of how much less spread internationally yeah. and and domestic there would have been had these germs not been so viable yeah. which is like it took how many half a million dead in our country for them to be like we should oh hey oh we forgot to tell you we have this uh, filtration system <laughs> Which is like a no brainer,
1: right? I mean, it's not obviously just. I'm going down a conspiracy, (laughs) but you know, you could when you say like across the board, if if it's like having some so this safety measure put in place, this insurance put in place that would level off everything and make everybody's like life easier. So it's like that's an amazing metaphor for what we're talking about, like getting paid a living wage, like in the service industry. You know, like can we just do
0: better by people? Like when exactly? it just fucking do exactly better.
1: <laughs> just do fucking better. Like we don't have to live like this. Like I, 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 we can all be better and do better. Um, so speaking of doing better and being better, um, two weeks ago, the American rescue plan, you know, which Biden put into mm-hmm. place, um, opened up the the sign-up ability for the Restaurant Relief Fund, which is giving out grants to food businesses. It's a $28.6 billion relief fund. Um, and, you know, they're giving out grants that are equal to their pandemic-related revenue loss, up to $10 million. Yeah, that's wild. Um, Specifically, early sign-up for women, minority-based businesses a
0: boom! A boom, because guess what? We have reported that they were the most affected.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a Cinco de Mayo president. <laughs> First opportunity I can get behind. Biden going into a taqueria in the DC area. Uh Las Gamelas is the name of it. Uh, going in, saying that they will definitely qualify for it. They should sign up. The owner, when asked by Biden what he would do with they would do with the money, like was basically started crying and was like, yeah. I, I can I can have my business back. I can pay my workers. I'm going to increase their wages. Uh, I'm going to pay off off debt i'm going to like pull myself out of the fucking depths that this pandemic has put me into um you know in the first two days they received 186 thousand applications so obviously there are so many people in desperate yeah. need yes. of this funding but it's really so nice to see and i might get a little teary the fucking restaurants getting relief really finally how long have we been talking about this brooke like Ah, uh, 14 months. Yeah, it really just feels like I can like like release a weight in a little way, you know, just just to know this is happening in the industry.
0: Right. And it it absolutely took a complete change of administration. That was that was a goddamn roller coaster mm-hmm. in and of itself. This should have happened <laughs> yeah. 1 year ago. Mm-hmm. This should have happened one year ago. And let's not forget that there are places that are never coming back that were fantastic. And this relief is just too little too late. I am very, very happy that it's going to boost everyone who did manage to keep their doors open. Um, but I, I, you know, and I, this isn't like, a, I just appreciate someone being presidential, you know, but basically I do love that Biden took the time To talk to workers and he described restaurant workers as during this time having been resilient, creative, Mm -hmm. and also generous, which we've spoken about, where even when they weren't open for business, they were feeding the community. And he said restaurants are more than a major driver in our economy. They're woven in the fabric of our communities and they are a key part of the American story.
1: Absolutely. That's
0: someone who fucking gets it. Absolutely, and it's the goddamn truth. I you have cannot... goosebumps. <laughs> I know, and I, again, I'll just this attitude toward like you want your takeout, you want your food, you want your dining, but you hate the way we earn money, operate business, and want a fair livable wage. But yeah. you want what we provide.
1: You right? You, no, 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 no is right. You know, even talking about to tipping, if like that was. People were paying a, a livable wage or there was automatic gratuity put on checks, which does happen and does work really, you know, well for people to be like, that's my freedom. It's my right to tip. And it's like, but if you're doing a shitty job and you're a bad tipper, like, how is that affecting other people who are like, what, so you're just taking away other people's like rights to live and like their freedoms. It's so fucked. Everything's fucked. Um, So, so I'm really, we couldn't not have this episode, you guys, we couldn't not like take the time to like (laughs) rant and rage about this, but also like put the information out there and like, obviously we'll keep covering it as it comes in, as things change. But I mean, if there truly is going to be a huge shortage, uh, you know, and, and some people are doing it by again the Chipotle's the the smaller businesses by going up to fifteen dollars an hour and incentivizing. I think that if it really, we'll see a massive uptick in this if it if it gets real crazy because you have to. There has to be if if workers are that much in demand, fucking not to quote Jerry Maguire, but as show me the money, I'll fucking say it. You know. <laughs> Show me the money. It's, and it's like, it's not even a lot of money. Show me a livable wage. Show me a livable, livable wage. wage. <laughs> oh my God. Mic drop. I'm out. No. Uh. Yeah. So again, we'll keep the information coming at you. If we missed anything, tell us, obviously we're open yeah. to change. <laughs> um. Send us your stories, you guys, if you're out there, if you're in it, if, Things are going bad, if things are going good. If you just want to tell us a weird old story that makes us laugh and smile, oh. those are our favorites. Um, always. Always welcome.
0: Uh yeah. Well, God, I I just this this has just been the wildest chapter of the podcast, I must say.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it really has been. But it's good to see, I don't know, a lot of stuff that again that we've talked about for so long needing to happen, starting to happen. I just, yeah, thank God with, you know, I mean, I think there will probably be
0: a lot of strikes and pushback, and I would like to go support people in states like South Carolina or anywhere else where their governors are just like, you get back right to work because I need my burrito, um, which is it's just the like. the best
1: impression of any governor. Thank you. I worked very hard, show.
0: very hard on that, but um. So right on. Well, you guys, I'm ugh, I'm so awake. I'm so ready to fight. Uh we love you all. Let us know how this is all going for you, your thoughts and feelings. And in the meantime, you know what we say. Godspeed. And good tips. I mean, if tip, tipping continues to be a thing. Yeah. You know what I'm and, good,
1: and good livable wage and good fight. God, yeah. Godspeed and good wages. Let's start calling it wages. <laughs> wages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Love all it. right, guys. See you next week.
2: Thank you.